Hello, hello. Welcome, guys. Um, today we have a really great podcast for you. It um, deals with a lot of emotions and feelings. Um, we discuss spiritual mediums and um, death and life and so many other things in there. Um, I hope you guys enjoy it and uh, thank you so much for listening. Welcome to our coffee table. This is Leonita. I'm your host for today, and I'm joined by my very, very good friend, Karen. Hello. Welcome, Karen. Thank you. I'm so excited to be joining you today. And I think, though, today we changed it from coffee table to wine table, or sangria, I have to say, sangria table. <laughs> yes, with a glass of wine. <laughs> so Cheers. This is- Cheers. Sangria. Or- this might be a, a much more fun podcast <laughs> than we expected We went from to day be. to night real quick. Very fast. <laughs> so we have so many topics to talk about, and we always bounce around between 50 different ones, and we never stay on track. We'll try our best to do it today, but we have so much to cover because we haven't seen each other in a little bit. Yes, yes. And I swear to God, I love hanging out with Karen. Every time I'm around her, like I just feel like more inspired and just want to do more with life and not even just more, but like just enjoy every moment. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So that's why I like hanging out with her and that's why she's here today. We have um, a very special topic that we were discussing earlier and that is... Spiritual mediums. Ooh, yes. Yes, that's a good one. Um, Karen had an experience with the medium over the past couple of days, so she feels like she's kind of in that zone of, like, how it made her feel. And I was curious, too, like, what was her experience with it? So we're just going to see, like, what our experiences were with mediums and kind of see our viewpoint from it, what we feel, if is it real or do we feel like it's a farce or Mm -hmm. there definitely are some farce I'm sure um people that read on the energy or you say something and they can just go along with it um yesterday uh or I'm sorry two days ago I did go to one um and she was a lady that I went to about two months ago or so and that experience that first one that I had with this lady her name is Bonnie left me shook to the core um and I will have to reverse a little bit because it all started one stormy day. No, it started with my mom wanting some closure with somebody, you know, very close to her that had passed. So somebody recommended a woman um, down in Grosseal, you know, pretty, pretty far away, pretty far drive. She said that she was very good, whatnot. So my mom wanted to see her. Now I lost uh, my boyfriend almost a year ago now. So I was curious and I wanted to tag along and I used the excuse that I was my mom's translator so I could sit in on this reading and see if maybe Chris's spirit came through. So we show up, the lady wasn't very happy that it's kind of like two readings, you know, for one, but I was definitely trying to do a two for one here. So we sit in, she's reading my mom's palm, now the energy is directed at my mom. However, as soon as the first spirit comes in, this woman's like, this is a young man that recently passed. And it's like, I knew it. I mean, it was instant. I knew it was Chris. And she started rattling off and she said, this is kind of like a son. Um, he wants to thank you for everything that you tried to do. But the energy is very directed towards my mom. However, I think you can see the confusion in this woman's face. And I think Chris wants to come through to me. So she's like, who is this man? 
and I didn't want to give it away because you don't want to, mm-hmm. you know, lay yeah. the cards out there mm-hmm. and have them just... Kind of tell, like, you to tell them You tell them, exactly. So I said, this is a friend, you know, trying to play it off very casually. This is just a friend. And so the woman goes on and on, and she's describing Chris's life, you know, from childhood, that he had a rough childhood. He grew up, but he was very perturbed. He was going through these things. It was all in his head. Um, he had a lot of head mental issues. There was some oh addictive personalities. Wow. Um, and saying that his relationship with his parents was very broken. Now, all these were very specific things. Um, so, again, though, this woman's like, who is this guy? She couldn't pinpoint it. And I never said who it was. I didn't want her to get mad, do a two-for-one. So we left it at that, and it was directed at my mom. You know, and the session ended about a half hour later. Now, naturally, after this, I felt, okay. His spirit came through pretty loud and clear right away. I want my own reading now. And to not piggyback and try to make this as authentic as possible, I said the next day, which was the following day, I'm going to do a walk-in at a tarot card place. You know, no information given, no searches, nothing that people always try to debunk. Mm -hmm. You know, this is how they got your information. So I went to this place in Canton. Now, that place, the original building that was there, they closed down. But there was a little note on the door. And it said, if you want a spiritual medium and tarot card reading, you know, go to this place. Go to this address. They were about to close. They were like 20, 30 minutes till close time. Mm Because they were going to close at 7. I drove down. And I said, can I get a reading? They're like, well, you can only get a 20-minute one. We're going to close soon. I'm like, I don't care. Go ahead. They walked me right in. They walked me right in. No papers filled out. No name given. Nothing. And I sit down and the woman, Bonnie, says, are you here to connect with a male? And I said, "Mm, I don't know. You tell me. (laughs) Still trying to be very coy about it. She's like, well, I'm telling you because he's here right now with you. I said, oh, (laughs) things are about to get real right now. So she turns around and she says, she got a box of tissues and she says, oh, this is going to be a good one. Like, I know when I'm like on it, this is going to be good. And she just places the box of tissues. What? Like, okay. Let it begin. Oh my god, Karen. And let me fast forward very quick and say that, again, they were about to close at 7. It was 6.40. This woman was so on on the dot with everything she was saying, like nailing everything on the head. I walked out of there at 9.30 and she didn't even charge me for all that time. Swear to God. No way. I was in (gasps) tears the entire time. Oh my god. And she just hit every single point. On the head, it was it was incredible, incredible reading. Wow, wow! If you're joining us right now, I'm talking to Karen. She's my really dear friend, and she's telling me about her experience that she had with a spiritual medium in the past couple days. um, That the medium kind of pinpointed in her life uh, something that happened to her um, and her ex boyfriend who had passed away. And she had that reading. Some of the um, the most important points that she hit on um, were that when it was Chris's birthday, he had already passed, we gathered at his family's house and we had like a celebration for him. And I bought these Chinese lanterns and we all wrote messages for Chris and we all sent them up into the air. Kind of like at your wedding, Lee, yeah. if you remember. <laughs> so I asked this woman, what does Chris think about, you know, what we, what I did to honor him? Now, I was referring to the tattoo that I got on my wrist. And she said, he wants to thank you and he acknowledges what you did outdoors for him. And I thought, mm, that's 
that's nice, but that's not what I meant. I wanted her to touch on the tattoo. Mm -hmm. But she said, he just keeps referencing the outdoors ceremony that you did for him. That was the most, like, personal and what meant the most to him. And she just would not back off that point. And that was incredible. The second thing that was very instrumental in me feeling like this woman was very legit was that I said, can I mention some names and you tell me what messages, I guess, he wants you know, me Mm -hmm. to relate to these people. So I didn't say any relationship. I just said a name and whatever message came through, that was it. Mm -hmm. So I rattled off a couple names, you know, some of Chris's uh, family members, you know, and people that we knew. And I got to a name and I said it like the other ones. And she stopped and she stared me dead in the eyes. And she said, that's who found him, isn't it? And that. (gasps) Buffy. Oh my God. Yeah. That gave me chills. I'm like, okay, if, if there was any doubt about this woman, this is good. Because there was no questioning. She was, I, I mean, the way oh she phrased God. it, but she knew. She looked right at me and she said, that's who found him. Wow, I, said, I just got shivers. I said, yes, that is. You know, and uh, then she said the message, you know, that Chris had for him. And I was, I was blown away, you know, by this woman. And that's why when I felt the need to go again, you know, two days ago, I did because um, she, I felt that she you proved felt, herself. <clears throat> yeah. Like you've had that feeling too. Like you felt that presence, even though you don't know what it means, but like you were drawn to it mm-hmm. and she was maybe trying to make you come too. Like maybe she wanted you to come back in a yeah. sense. Yeah, because maybe that yeah. person was bothering her. Mm-hmm. She's like, I got to get this person off my back. I need this lady to come to me so I can just let yes. it all out. Because I'm sure for their experiences, it lingers on to them unless they, like, maybe get it out. Yeah, they need to. It's there. And I know that at least the first time she said um, that Chris was already there. He was, like, there before I even walked in the room because he just needed, you know, to connect to me so much. Um and when Chris uh, had just passed away, I felt, and sometimes, you know, people say you look into what you want, but I kept getting message after message after message after message that it was just so telling, you know, that I felt Chris wanted to connect. And for me, I felt that I wanted to give his soul, you know, some rest and some peace. So I didn't go to a medium right away. I went maybe hmm. like yeah. six, hmm. seven, eight months after his passing okay. because I felt you've got to... When you say rest in peace, that's what it means. Rest. Be peaceful, wow. you know, from what you're experiencing. So I didn't want to disturb, <clears throat> you know, his soul and whatever transition happens. And I know that time, you know, doesn't exist in that realm. So I don't know how it felt. And that's why I wanted to give it some time. And I went when I felt was right. And I'm glad I did. It's like, now, I don't even have any words. It's like, I'm like speechless in this whole experience because... It, it triggers you in so many different levels because, mm-hmm. you know, you lose somebody and then somebody's here telling you, like, oh, they're here mm-hmm. in spirit and they have these messages and they have this and this to tell you. Mm-hmm. It's almost like a relief, too. It you feel was. Like that? A hundred percent. I think that the first time that I went to see Bonnie... Um, That was the first time that I truly felt some peace, you know, for Chris's passing. Uh, There's always these, um, there's always the same feelings of guilt and regret and blame and sadness, you know, everything that you go through. 
um, and it's never in a specific order. And especially with the way that somebody may pass, you feel so much weight that you could have done something, that you could have been the one to mm -hmm. save him, and you didn't. Um, so going to Bonnie was the first time that I felt some peace that Chris's spirit did live on in an alternate world, whether you choose to call it heaven or whatever it is, it goes on. There is something there. I feel like my personal opinion on this is that there is an energy mm -hmm. that we all give off when we're alive. We're obviously we're energy, you know, we're alive. We give off energy, but our souls have energy in a different way. <clears throat> and I think that's like, because, you know, obviously I, I like to believe like, yeah, you know, there's a heaven. We're all going to go to heaven and like live in this paradise land. Mm -hmm. But like you really don't know that. But I do feel and I do believe fully that our souls are there. You know, we do have a soul. And that it maybe does go somewhere. Mm -hmm. Not exactly sure where. Yeah, that, um, that's the but mystery. But it's like that presence is always like around us. But mm -hmm. why is it around us? Like, I don't know. I don't know. It's just... It's a lot, and it's so big that, you know, I our have, human mind capacity can't quite, you know, comprehend it, because I do think I'm like, well, if Chris's energy's there, is he seeing me, you know, changing right now, or I Yeah, and I don't think that? it goes, like, that specifically. Obviously, people that are there believe in ghosts, and that's a whole different, like, thing. <laughs> yes. We're not going to get into that right now, but... <laughs> Those um, are different stories. I know people yeah. who believe in ghosts and that they feel that they've seen them, but I don't... Yeah, let's stop there. <laughs> but the spirits in general. Um, now, what do you think... Let me just ask really quick without going sure. too in-depth. What do you think is the difference between a spirit and a ghost? Um, I don't... Right, that's a good... Wow. <laughs> that's a great question. Because I feel like a ghost is... Because when you hear ghosts, you feel like it's somebody that's haunting you, right? Yes. It's like a haunting thing. Like, they can't... Like, they can't move on, they gotta just stay there, and I feel mm -hmm. like a spirit can come and go, mm -hmm. like, a spirit is in their, where, in their, where they're supposed to be, yeah, you know, okay, but if they feel like the need to, like, make themselves present, mm -hmm. they will, for that moment, and then they'll go back, but okay. I feel like a ghost is, like, a ghost is somebody that just lingers, and, like, doesn't, <laughs> doesn't want to, like, this spiritual medium, whether she was telling the truth or not, she gave me the sense of peace that until that point I wasn't able to get. Um, I still cry. I still mourn. I still am, you know, devastated and sad, especially as his one-year anniversary is coming up. So every day now to me is a memory leading up to that point. Mm -hmm. So um, it's you, you never finish mourning, right. you know. For sure. But somebody described it. I liked it as this, this pain box, basically. And there's this box, and there's a there's a ball that's bouncing around, you know, the corners just bouncing around. And when somebody first passes away, somebody that you care about, the pain button is very big. It takes up the entire box, basically. And so that ball that's bouncing around, it's gonna hit and it's gonna trigger it. Now as time goes by, that, that button gets smaller in the center. And so the ball hits that pain button less and less. And there are some times that it'll hit it and it'll expand all over again. But yeah. in time it shrinks. And so it's this wow. this uh, very um, organic feeling, you know, that, mm -hmm. that's always there. That's so amazing. Wow. And it actually brings up a memory of mine that I've had experience with the medium. Um, so a relative of mine had passed away. While, like, I think it's been six years. He was my age. He was young. Um... It was really traumatic an experience because this was the first um, 
death experience I've ever experienced in my life. Um, so it really hit me hard, obviously, because it's family. Um, I mean, we weren't first cousins, but we were relatives. Mm-hmm. And we knew everybody. We all knew each other. And I remember, obviously, the whole process, the funeral, everything was hard on me. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't know how to process it well. Um, I kind of just put it on myself. I'm like, it's not about me because, obviously, their family is the one that's suffering. Mm-hmm. Like, their media family, they're the ones that need the support and all that stuff. I'm just the mm-hmm. other person. I'm not as important to this person's life. So I just saw myself as, like, an outsider almost. Mm-hmm. So I wouldn't let myself kind of feel too much. Mm-hmm. But even though, like, I was hiding the feelings. And um, there was moments where I would just be in a room by myself and I would just think about him and I would just burst out crying. Mm-hmm. And then I would be like, okay, that's enough. Like, we need to move on. Like, mm-hmm. And then one day, one of my friends, um, she was like, oh, I want to go to a medium, like a psychic, whatever. I was like, sure, I'll go with you. That's fine. And then she went, and I went with her, kind of like you. Like, you were Mm -hmm. just there, like, supporting your person who's actually doing the reading. Yeah. And I remember the lady was doing the reading for her, and I don't know what she said for this specific person. Um, But then afterwards, I was like, I just have to ask her. Mm -hmm. I'm like... So I had to ask her one question. I don't want, like, a full reading. I just got to ask her one question. Mm-hmm. And I, at the end of it, we're walking out. And I just looked at her. I'm like, do you feel anything around me or anybody around me? And she just stops. And she's like, yes, mm-hmm. I do. And I was like, I was like, whoa. And she's like, they're here right now. Mm-hmm. Um, they've been here for a little while. And you didn't tell me. <laughs> <laughs> and she's like. I'm like, okay, like, does he does he want to say anything? Like, does he have anything he wants to say to me? And she's like, the one thing that he keeps saying is, I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. And that he's sorry for all the girls in his life, his cousins, his sisters. Because he's like, he was supposed to protect you and be there for you guys. And now he's not there anymore. Mm-hmm. And he's just sorry for that. Mm-hmm. He's that he's no longer there to protect you, and I just started busting out crying. Yeah, my friend is looking at me like, "What is it? Who are you talking about?" Like she had no idea what's going on, mm-hmm. and kind of like she kind of ruined the moment a little bit. <laughs> She's like, "What do you mean? What are you talking about?" And like then the psychic kind of like lost her yeah. train of thought. Yeah, and then it was kind of over because the moment passed. Yeah, and I was like, yes. I was just in tears, and I was like, and if you knew this person. Mm-hmm. Um, that's like, that was his personality, like Mm -hmm. his family, like to protect his sisters. Like, Oh, I'm like the guy, like, I'm going to protect you. I'll be there for, cause he has like two sisters and a lot of cousins. And he'd always be like, I'm going to protect you guys. Like, don't worry. I got you. Mm -hmm. And that's why like, I was like, and the fact that he kept saying, I'm sorry. And, um, I think I had tried to ask her, like, how did he die? Because to this day, I don't really know how. Because mm-hmm. nobody talks about it. Mm. It was kind of like, push it under. Mm-hmm. And let's not talk about it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't know. She just kept saying, I'm, he's like, he's sorry, it was an accident. Mm-hmm. So she kept saying it, it was an accident. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. It just, yeah, it's, it's hard. And, you know, I still see his, like, sisters and stuff. And I talk to them sometimes here and there. And obviously it's harder for them, mm-hmm. but like I've never told them this story. 
Yeah, you know. Because, <laughs> like, okay, I'm like, can how I, do I approach somebody about... Can I ask you about, why? Yeah. Why yeah. did you never tell his family? Because I have, you know, thoughts on that. And Yeah, I don't know. I just feel like it's not my place. Why, okay. why, why should I? I don't know. Maybe he was trying to help me to tell them. Sure. Maybe he saw that opportunity. I mean, I don't know what they've done. Maybe they've had their own readings. I don't know because I don't know. Mm-hmm. They are not going to, I don't know their life story. But, like, I just felt like I didn't, I shouldn't tell them. You know, I have those same um, turmoil feelings with telling Chris's family, and I haven't to this day. Um, he has a mom and a dad, and he has um, five siblings. And the thing is, his family is ultra-religious. So, for one, I don't know how they would feel mm-hmm. about me going to someone that maybe they don't see as that's right or that's evil or whatnot. So, I don't know what their feelings right. would be about that. Yeah. Now, I think that his sisters, you know, are more open to it or his brother. But, again, like you, I feel like an outsider and that it wasn't my place to go looking, you yeah. know, for Chris's yeah. spirit. And also, if, let's say they listen to what I have to say, and they hear me out, and then they all start going to mediums, A, what if they don't get the same reading, or two, it it disturbs his soul and his peace. I don't want to be the reason for that. So there's so many conflicting feelings. Oh my god, I never thought of it that way, like that it disturbs (laughs) his peace, like now it's like, like all this... Yeah, things calling like coming and, and callings and yeah like you, like I said like mm-hmm. you feel like they're in their restful place yes and if you keep calling them they're like you're disturbing them wow That's right because I think it takes a, really a lot of energy of like out of their spirit you know to communicate to this world they huh. do say that wow. it takes energy out of the spirit <laughs> <I'm like freaking laughs> well and let me tell you this the first time I went to see Bonnie it was an incredible like two and a half hour reading on Monday that I went to go see her Chris did not really want to come forward you know, and it was more of that. And she kept saying, he's trying to heal now. He needs to rest and heal now. And he's not really coming forward. Now, eventually he kind of did. And it was actually his grandmother who stepped forward. Hmm. And, you know, both of the mediums that I went to, the two separate ones said that he was greeted by a grandmother, um, which again, you know, the people who aren't believers are going to say, oh, well, grandparents pass, you know, that's an obvious one, but he's buried next to his grandmother you know, um, and they're telling signs that it, it is this particular grandmother. Um, Chris had a, a tattoo on his shoulder, you know, that said child of God. And after he passed, they were reviewing some family videos and a special video, I think that they made for his grandmother, I think when she passed, or maybe it was just a regular family video, but there was a song playing in the background and there's a lyric that said something, something child of God. And at that moment that it said that lyric, a picture of of Chris's grandmother holding him as a child um, passed on the screen. It was exactly at that moment. So you can say it's coincidence, but the fact that (laughs) the the song, his tattoo says that, (laughs) the song is playing, and at that lyric, it's a picture of his grandmother and Chris together, you know, it was amazing. And also, I guess, when the grandmother passed, his parents told me this, that she said, whenever you see purple flowers or petals, think of me. And one day they went to go visit Chris's grave, and there were purple petals on Chris's grave, you know? So you add up these things one after the other. I'm sorry, but that is a little too much coincidence for it to just be random and coincidence and spontaneous. Um, So yesterday, or again, two days ago, it was Chris's grandmother that kind of stepped forward, and she said, I'm taking care of him. He's okay, but he needs to rest. And, you know, what this medium said was that, 
she is kind of like in the passenger seat of my life right now, kind of guiding me as a thank you, you know, for what I did for Chris. Now, I don't feel I did anything, but I, you know, all his family has thanked me. And I do say, or I do recall when Chris would say, you're like a mother to me. You give me direction and you give me stability. And he always said those things to me. So when I told this woman, Bonnie, I'm like, yeah, you know, I, I guess I took care of him. I was like his mother. Like some, you could see a reaction in her face. Like, yes, that's it. That's the connection, you know? Oh my you God. You took care of Chris. Yeah. Oh um, my goodness. This and, is so intense. Yes. And again, normally I cry every time I talk about Chris, but right now it's this happy feeling. It's he's there he's at ease. I need to, I wish he was here every single day. I wish that he was here and I want him here with me. And I think about what I would change and how I would want the future to be instead of what it is. But I realize that I want him here for my own selfish reasons and needs. And it's not what would have been best for him because he was suffering so much in this world, you know, so... Yeah. Yeah. Damn. That makes me cry. <laughs> <laughs> One last uh. thing that I'll share the special like anecdote from my reading that I had with Bonnie was that she said that when it's my time to pass, um, and it it sounds like I guess it will be into my old age, um, you know, Chris is gonna be the one that welcomes me on the other side. And she recalled a movie that that she remembers a scene like that from and it was a movie called The Ghost and Mrs. Muir, and it's a scene where a young woman falls in love with a ghost that's haunting her place, but she falls in love with him. Years pass, though, and now this, this beautiful young woman, she turns into an old lady, and there's a scene where she sits down, and it's very telling that she has passed. And at that moment, the ghost comes, and he reaches his hands out to her, and he lifts her up, and when he does, it's not the old lady anymore. It's a young woman, like just the way she remembered him. And they walk off into heaven together. Now, let me tell you something. This medium. She told you this? She story? told me this. Yes. And I looked it up on YouTube, too. So I saw this scene in the movie. But this medium, she recalled that movie that she knows very well. You know, she's like, oh, it reminds me of this one scene from this movie. When she described the scene. Titanic. Yes! Yes! <laughs> Titanic! Okay, and let me tell you. You can ask anybody. Oh Chris's favorite movie was Titanic. Wow. He was such a softy, and that's what I loved about him. He was this ultra macho looking guy with this beautiful, gorgeous beard and muscles and tattoos, and he loved trucks, you know, and country music. Chris had the softest, bland, you know, heart. He was such a sensitive soul. His favorite movie in the world was Titanic. Oh he would always God. cry about it. Oh my and God. Um, he would kind of jokingly we would be anywhere we could be walking down the street you know we could be at Meyer or whatnot and he would randomly turn around and grab me by the face and he's like you're so stupid Rose you're so stupid and he just loved quoting that movie and he loved the song and he'd always cry and again if anybody has forgotten the last scene is yeah. when Rose dies oh, as an old lady that's and all I could think of the whole time he reaches his hand out to her and it's Rose as a young woman so for this woman to again describe that and it just kind of had that link you know to Titanic to me just meant the entire world wow. yeah well, now you have something to look forward to. Yeah, it's it's. I know it's so sad to think that. But I know, like, but yeah. Oh yeah. my god! Wow, this has been a deep conversation, <laughs> and more than I don't know why. Like I'm so like speechless and like amazed, and 
getting goosebumps mm-hmm. the whole time, and I think it's because it's so real, mm-hmm. and it's like real emotions and real feelings, and that's why. Oh gosh! And it can be hard to discuss for people who are non-believers. So it 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 can hurt. And there, you know, for, and, yeah, for those that do believe and have their own experience. Now, I will say, both my sister and my mom have had their own experiences and they went to go see John Edward who if anybody knows who he is or doesn't know he is like the Bentley you know of of spirit mediums mm. he's he's very big he had his own show in the you know early 90s he's been on keeping up with the kardashians he's connected you know with the girl's parents so he's he's big time okay and both my mom and my sister had their own separate experiences with John Edward and they were able to connect with who they were looking for. And that was incredible. Now, you know, I haven't seen John Edward. It didn't happen when he was in town, but you know, I went to see this lady and, and again, even though my sister and my own mother had very valid stories, there was still a part of me that didn't believe. It was like, that's great. That's amazing. But I don't know until it happens to you. Oh, wow. I would say hmm. that I think makes you a believer yeah. or not. Huh. That's mm-hmm. a really good point. And there's another part of me that like I like to know certain things here and there, but I also like to put a barrier up mm-hmm. because, like you said, I don't want to be bombarded by like feeling because I'm a very emotional person. Not emotional, but like I sense emotions from people. What do you call that? Like intuitive. intuitive. Mm-hmm. So I'm very intuitive and I get a lot of intuition from everyone that I meet. And it's almost like a curse at times because, you know, you, you become, you feel what that person is feeling. Mm-hmm. And when it comes to like spirits and stuff, like I just want to put a border up because or a barrier and I just say stay away because mm-hmm. I don't want spirits to feel like, oh, she's a very intuitive person or maybe she has this quality to like bring something about from somebody and yeah. I just don't want that yeah and my my brother Martin he's like super like into this thing it's like oh. he's the one who used to see ghosts <laughs> oh yes you have told me about that <laughs> and like I don't I just need to like I always try to like I talk about it and I'll go through that motion mm-hmm. and then like after today I'll be like shut it off mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. I don't want to know about or talk about ghosts or spirits in yeah, any sense yeah because i feel like i need to protect myself it's mm-hmm. like weird but well it's, it's good like, to be in the present too and it, you know there are some people that believe this is a gift you know and to somebody like me who wanted to connect you know with chris it is a gift that some people and i have. feel like you can't take advantage of it either like you said you right. try to get more information or more and yes. like you can't do that you just got to let it be in that moment mm-hmm. and then just take it in and then just move on. Because mm-hmm. if you keep searching for more and more answers and more and more answers, that's when things start yes. getting like excessive or right. obsessive and, and it's can not maybe healthy. go into the dark side too. Yeah, it could go in the dark know. side. So that's why I'm like, once you get that feeling that you got to cut it off, mm-hmm. <laughs> like you just got to stop and you have to kind of move on. That's my viewpoint on it. Well, and there are differences between spirit mediums who can connect to those deceased loved ones and then tarot card readings that tell you about your future and i've done both you know yeah i like the future ones too i do too but there is that where if they tell you that something is going to happen it's almost like now you're just anticipating it and the thing is you don't know how far in the future that might happen or that you're you're going to try to make it happen in the correct okay so we can move on into the more future 
Yes, tarot reading. card reading versus um, My husband is going to hate this podcast. <laughs> he hates everything that's related about future reading, psychics, mediums. He's like, stop. Don't yeah. do it. <laughs> you know, they, they do say this, but my mom says, don't do it. However, she's gone several times to one. So it's like, mm, okay, and, yeah. hello, Kettle. Yeah, my mom. <laughs> yeah, so. I went one time because I was super curious. There was this woman that my mom went to who, again, hit, you know, every nail on the head spot on, mm. you know, very detailed things that she said to her, to her friends, you know, to people that she brought along. Um, so I was curious. My mom didn't exactly want to take me. She was hesitant, but I convinced her and I went. Now this woman at the time I was dating Chris and she's like, you know, is there a man in your life? I said, yeah. And she said, oh, this man loves you. He loves you so much and so mm. pure heartedly. She said, you're going to marry him and you're going to have a child and your firstborn is going to be a son. And I freaked out because up to that point in my life, yeah. I was hesitant on having wanting to have children. And the thing is, I was still young. Chris was still very young. We had crappy jobs. We weren't making money. And so, again, that's the thing that is like how far into the future is going to happen. I took it as, you know, I took her at face value. Like it was going to happen the next month or so. And I was like, no, we can't have children. We can't start a family. You know, we don't have any money and where are we going to live? And I started freaking out. So in a way, I felt that I... Sabotaged yourself. Yes! I yes. subconsciously started sabotaging <clears throat> our relationship. And when Chris passed, I couldn't help but wonder, A, this woman lied to me. And two, that me sabotaging, knowing the future and sabotaging my relationship eventually led to where I am now with Chris passing. So can you imagine the guilt that I was feeling that I somehow oh took this path in life? It was almost like there's four <laughs> in the road and you can either take one way or another. I took, you know, this one particular path that ended up leading to this outcome. That weighed so heavy on my shoulders. Oh my God. Had I let nature just take care of itself, maybe I would be happy in a relationship with children married to Chris like he always wanted. Like, I now wish that we had, you know? That, you're making me so, like, <laughs> turmoil oh, inside of my head. This is my life every day. These are the bazillion thoughts that run through my head. But you can't think like that, though. I know, like, yeah. you're like, oh. and But the thing is, though, he also made his own decisions in life. Mm -hmm. You can't say, like, because your decision is what made him choose what he chose. You right. can't. You can't. No, you can't. And this is probably one of the reasons why Soko hates, like, psychics. He's like, why are you going to let somebody tell you what's going to happen mm -hmm. in your life? You just live your life. Mm -hmm. You do the best you can. You just live whatever you feel like you want to live. Why are you going to have somebody tell you something and then you're trying to get to that goal or right. get to that point and then... That's where I feel it can mess you up because that's where you don't it messes, know. Yeah. Yeah. It, you or push confuses for it. you. Yeah. You wonder if it was your doing or was it in your destiny to do it? Um, the the spiritual medium who connected with Chris, one thing that she told me, she's like, you can't, you know, blame yourself for what happened, you know, which anybody would tell you. She says, you keep thinking that you could have done something to save him or that you guys would be together, you know, if he was still alive. But she's, she told me, she's like, it wouldn't have worked out even if he was alive because he would have drained you. He would have tired you out and it's like almost like a fruit that would have shriveled up and it wouldn't have worked. And in many ways, that's kind of what was happening when we were together. You know, I 
I tried to push Chris, you know, to find a deeper, you know, sense of what moved him, what pushed him in life, and I couldn't get to it. And it did drain me. Um, and so I have this, um, this grand illusion that if he was alive, everything would be perfect and we'd be married and I'd be happy as long as he was here. But in reality, that probably wouldn't have been the case, you know? And hmm. so it just, it is what it is. And you have hmm. to let it go at that. You, you can't think of what could be, what should be. He's gone. And I just have to, and that's the hardest part. You just have to learn to live your life again. And you have to redirect your life of what you thought it was going to be. Because I did think, even though Chris and I aren't together and we've kind of moved on, we always kept finding each other again. And I did think we are going to be together in the end. We just need a little bit of growing up to do. We need to figure out our lives and reshape our lives. And life will bring us together again. And he's going to be the one I'm with in the end. You know, that didn't happen. And so now you have to... Just remap your life again and figure out your way. And maybe when you meet again, it's going to be in heaven. I mean, I, mm -hmm. I, maybe that is mm -hmm. what it is. And Celine Dion will be singing in the background for us. <laughs> <laughs> so guys, sail off into the sunset yeah. of we're heaven. Into, we're into the iceberg. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's we can contemplate life and decisions and what's going to happen for forever and we'll never truly get all the answers mm -hmm. we'll never know until we get there obviously and that's the fun of life um, that is and, the adventure like, of life. Yeah, like, like we said you just got to move on not that you're like kicking them off to the curb mm -hmm. you're obviously going to keep their memory alive mm -hmm. you have to move on with your life and continue your journey and trying to do what you can to enjoy life as much as you can mm -hmm. that's kind of all you can do it is, yeah. And it's scary because we're getting older. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, we're in our yeah. 30s. Like, yeah. I'm not going to lie. It's No, I know. It's like, we're not kids anymore. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, they say when you're 18, you're an adult. No, fuck no, I'm not an adult. <laughs> I turned 30, then I'm like, oh shit, oh, now we, I'm an adult. We can cuss on this podcast? I didn't know we were doing that. <laughs> this would have been a totally different podcast if I knew that I could cuss. I mean, yeah. I don't know. I don't know if that's allowed, actually. <laughs> I have to look at the contract. Oh, it is. Joe Rogan's kidding. on there. Trust me, we can cut. <laughs> so the experiences that I've had with tarot reading and spiritual mediums, to me, have been validated as very true. It's given me a sense of peace. Um, I know that there's a lot of doubters out there, but at the, at the end of the day, if it makes you feel better, then that's all you can ask for, right? So I had a positive experience. I'm happy, and it left me peaceful. And... Um, yeah. That's my takeaway from it. And I'm so glad that you're here to talk about your experience with us here at our coffee table. Well, that was a heavy topic. Um, we'll lighten it up for next time. We definitely have tons of fun, interesting topics. Um, we'll that... have Karen around a little bit more. She's <laughs> going to be a regular. Yes. Okay, guys. <laughs> Get used to me. Get used to liking me now because I'm around. All right. Thanks for listening, and we'll catch you guys next time. Bye. Bye.